Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I want to welcome each and every one of you to episode 25 of the Do I Offend You podcast. My name is Carl Britt. I am your host. I am your truth teller. And in case you don't know, I will let you know straight from the jump that Satan is a liar, a two-bit defeated foe, a coward. He ain't pumping any fear this way, I can assure you. And today I'm going to blow his brains out with both barrels from the shotgun of truth. Talking about Jesus Christ, the light in this darkened world, whose name is a refuge, a strong tower where the righteous run in and are safe. Hallelujah. Want to apologize to each and every one of you. I'm all fired up right now. Let me tell you, Lord, have mercy. Help me out. Here's the deal. This is a time and an age and a day where we need more Jesus, not less Jesus. All right. In my humanity, I put out an announcement last week that we were going to lay low due to to coronavirus uh, for a few weeks. Uh, What that's all about, I'll just tell you. I had a few interviews lined up that I I was planning on integrating with our Bible lesson, which today we are on part four of In Search of the Few. Hallelujah. I'm only two episodes away from unveiling the few. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to get into that, but um, today we're on part four. Anyhow, I had a few interviews lined up there. Obviously, uh, coronavirus canceled, and so I wasn't able to, uh, to do the interviews, which Uh, in my humanity, I said, you know, and by the way, this is just proof, okay, that I am a, a, a nobody. I am not in control. I'm not running the show. This podcast belongs to the one and only, the almighty Jesus Christ himself. Thank God. Uh, otherwise, I would not recommend that anybody listen to two minutes worth of one episode. I can promise you that. So thank God that he is in control. So he dealt with me. Um, rather heavy-handed, I might even say. Uh, Just the day after I put that announcement out, uh, he dealt with me um, that we are in a time where, especially if you have the light in you, if you have Jesus Christ and are full of the Holy Ghost, um, we should never stop talking about Jesus Christ. We should be on the rooftop shouting his goodness and shouting his name every chance at at every turn, but especially in a time such as this where Uh, You know, the economy is on shaky ground. There's a lot of uncertainty about how far uh, coronavirus is going to go, which I personally, I'm an optimistic. I'm praying, you know, that that, uh, the administration and and thank God for President Trump. I do believe that uh, the Lord put him here uh, in place for such a time as this. Uh, Because I can't even imagine what it would look like if the left had the steering wheel. Okay, we'd all be going off the cliff. They're all they're all completely cuckoo as far as I could tell. But, um, you know, I trust in what's going on as far as uh, some of the decisions that they might be making um, concerning the times that we're in with coronavirus. Uh, They seem pretty intelligent to me. But ultimately and overall, My trust is in Jesus Christ. So I have no fear. I have peace about everything. Just as every Holy Ghost filled, born again, heaven bound believer, set apart, apostolic, uh, blood washed, 
a person should be. We shouldn't be afraid of what's going on. We should be um, that beacon, that light in the darkness for those who are not living for God, for those millions of people right now that are looking for hope. They're looking for a foundation, a solid rock to stand on, and we can offer them that. Uh, so for me to shut the podcast down, uh, that's not that, that that's not even an option, and and I know that now, and, and praise God for it. I'm so glad that uh, I have somebody, uh, Jesus Christ, driving the car uh, because I could just kick back and, and and I feel safe about that. I feel good about that, and each and every one of you who have been tuning into the Do I Offend You podcast, you ought to feel good about that as well. In fact, the very next day. After God had spoken to my heart and really dealt with me on the issue, um, which it seems like a no-brainer now that I look back, I think, yeah, I should be talking about, I should be offering the light in this darkened time. Of course, what a better time to be, ta- what a horrible time to stop talking about Jesus, right? But uh, my sister Rochelle Roberts called me the next day, and she says, and she didn't even know really what I was going through, but. She says, "Hey, you know, by the way, you need to pick up that microphone. I don't know what you think you're doing. People need to hear about Jesus Christ right now. We need more Jesus, not less Jesus." And uh, so she ironed me out a little bit, and and just uh, God used her uh, as confirmation. You know, we're um, real, real quick while I'm thinking about it. In fact, I'm not, we let me. I'm gonna call my sister. In fact, I might just call and check on some of my family members to make sure they're doing all right. Um, I am not one of those, thank God, that have to be quarantined. Uh, my job is just me in a truck all by myself all day for 12 hours every day. Uh, I am off this Monday morning due to the rain. Um, so and that's kind of nice. God provided me this time to go ahead and put this episode of the podcast out. But um, So I'm blessed. My wife works from home. Uh, anyways, and I drive trucks, so I don't see us having, unless people stop pouring concrete, you know, if it goes that far. And truthfully, you know, being an optimist and like I said, trusting in, um, you know, I, I trust in God ultimately. He's going to have his way with this thing. But in my humanity, I don't see a clear path. I'll be, you know, right up front and honest. I don't see a clear path that makes sense concerning the exit of this thing all right in 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 some of the information that i've gathered that i've heard talked about i don't know when we're going to get back to work i don't know how far or how many millions it may end up killing i don't know none of that but i do know this i know god's in control ultimately and you know when the bible talks about that peace And I know there's a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people right now at the sound of my voice who are full of the Holy Ghost, who are a child of the King, who can identify with what I'm saying. The Bible is so on point and so true. And it's it's almost mysterious, that peace that he talks about that passeth all understanding. You can't comprehend it. I mean, how can a person have peace uh, to such degree that they will actually praise God in the storm when the world around us is in complete panic okay they are panic shopping stripping the store shelves of everything okay i won't even go into the toilet paper issue because i'm not even sure what that's all about that's uh, uh, above my pay grade to even discuss but you know it's it's that peace man i slept so good last night and i just you know i feel i'm calm i'm comfortable i trust in the lord 
you know, in my flesh, do I have a little bit of anxiety uh, when I look around at what's going on in the world? Of course. But overall and ultimately, when I draw my last breath, uh, you know what? I'm excited about that time to come. Yeah, I'm occupying until he comes. I'm going to work for the Lord as best I can while I'm here. But when death comes, it ain't nothing but a butler opening up the door and ushering me into the place where I belong. And that's in the arms of Jesus Christ for all of eternity in a place called heaven. Why? Because I live a lifestyle of repentance. I have the Holy Ghost and I trust in Jesus Christ and his word. And let me tell you something. Uh, While I'm thinking about it, I want to put my number out there once again. It's 619-392-5313. That is the Do I Offend You podcast hotline, 24 hours a day. Please, hey, if you're one of those where you don't know where to turn, uh, you're, you're, you're freaking out about what's going to happen to your family, your job, uh, the economy, the stock market, all of the things that are being shaken right now before our very eyes. Please call me. I'll have a word with you. I'll Bible study with you. Um, I'll do whatever I can to help you. Um, but, um, you know, there is no more stable feeling in times of trouble than that peace that God gives uh, the Christian, the true Holy Ghost filled person, uh, his body, uh, on this earth. So, all right. So I'm getting, uh, you can see I'm all wound up I'm about 10 minutes into this thing. And I have not went to the number one priority, which we all know by now is going to the master. I'm in way over my head today. Um, you know, I'm a little bit humbled. I have to come and apologize to everybody right off the bat for, uh, trying to postpone this thing in a time of crisis. That's the wrong move. And um, God let me know that right away. So if you are a prayer warrior, if you are uh, have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, please let's go to the master together because I do need his help. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I want to lift up your great name right now, Heavenly Father God. I want to let you know right off the bat, Lord, that we give you all the glory, all the praise uh, for everything to do with my life, everything to do with this podcast, God. We trust in you, Heavenly Father, and thank you so much for how you intervene and meddle in uh, the affairs of man, especially in my life, God, because I was a wreck before I came to you, and I would be a wreck without you, Lord God. Uh, Thank you for calling us friend. Lord, I ask a special prayer right now. For everybody that is tuned into the podcast, and if they're not tuned into the podcast, for those that are living for you and for those that are not, Lord, that you would just bring comfort in a time of uncertainty, Lord, that uh, you would continue to reflect your light of eternal life through us to a darkened world, God, where they can see hope in you, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, God, that you would continue to keep each and every family. I ask that you be with President Trump and his administration, God, as they try to sort through this thing. Uh, We love you and praise you. We worship you, God, and give you all the glory. And in Jesus' precious name, everybody said amen and amen. And okay, so, uh, you know, real quick, I'm going to... Before I I put a phone call into my sister, I'm going to see if I can't do it right here with my Bluetooth speaker and and, and call Rochelle Roberts. She's in Washington State, okay? Got um, four kids. They're all coughing, sneezing, and sick and have been for a couple weeks, but they have like the flu. They don't have, uh, thank God, they don't have coronavirus. At least we don't think that they do. 
Uh, they're not, you know, they're still running around playing and eating and got their appetites, but uh, they have the cold. They have a cold or something like that. So we're going to check in with them here in just a few minutes. But before I do that, um, I want to say I received a call the other day from a fellow named Jacob McMorris. And, um, you know, it was really interesting. Uh, he is from Life Tabernacle. That is Brother Timothy Spells Church. Uh, Pastor, excuse me, Pastor Spells Church. Uh, they're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and it's called Life Tabernacle. Uh, they are on Facebook as well. You can tune in to Facebook Live and watch there and keep tabs on their church. Follow their church. I recommend that you do. And um, anyhow, he gave me a call. He got my number from Brother Ray Munoz, who interviewed me a few weeks back. And he does the podcast Kingdom Minded. And um, before I forget, let me just say this. Uh, Brother Jacob McMorris, I've not heard the testimony that he gave on the series, My Story, that uh, Brother Ray Munoz is doing on Kingdom Minded Podcast. Um, it just got published this morning. My phone alerted me. I cannot wait. Uh, he himself did a uh, some time in the penitentiary, and uh, I know he's got a great testimony, but uh, he is a mighty man of God. He is doing great things for the kingdom of God. And um, he is extremely kingdom-minded from the conversation I had with him. And, and, and rightfully so should he be interviewed by Brother Ray Munoz on the Kingdom-Minded podcast, which I intend to listen to sometime this afternoon. But uh, he called me and let me know that there were a few of his youngsters there that are blessed in their church uh, through hearing my story, my blue shirt on this podcast. And one of them in particular was a young lady. I think she was... Uh, her name is Jessica, I believe, if I can recall right, uh, somewhere around the age of 21. But uh, she's all gung-ho about it and being blessed and touched uh, in her heart, sharing the podcast with her friends. Uh, she will be the first young lady um, outside of my church that receives a signed uh transcribed copy of my blue shirt which i am in the process of working on even as we speak but uh, that blessed my heart it really humbled me uh, to know that um you know god can take my story a person like me a real nobody and i'm not just having low self-esteem or, or anything like that because i like myself i love myself but you know um being honest and being a realist and um, looking back on who I was, wow, it's unbelievable that God even allowed me to take breaths, okay? Uh, there was a point where I was a waste of good man's uh, air, breathing in air every day. But God allowed me for, you know, such a time as this. He kept me alive. He gave me chance after chance after chance after chance. Um, and it's no coincidence that he, he, he put me in second chance church here in Ukaipa, California. For me, really, it was probably last chance. But, um, you know, God's got a sense of humor and the way he works is just absolutely marvelous and mysterious. And it's just a, it's just it's deep. But um, anyhow, Brother Jacob McMorris, uh, I want to give a shout out to you real quick and just say thank you so much for the encouragement uh, we spent a little bit maybe 30 or 40 minutes on the phone together talking and uh, he really encouraged me and um to you know do all i can with my testimony and i guess you know from the feedback i've been getting on it uh which is really crazy because it just shows you that you know in my humanity and and, and in my flesh 
you know, it's it's why the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. Okay, that goes for the, the sinner and the saint alike. Don't lean on your own understanding, but with all thine heart, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if it wasn't for God really pressing me about how I should kick off this podcast, I probably would not have chosen to read my testimony. I'll just be honest with you. Okay, it was very hard to get through. <laughs> you know, even though I've been forgiven of everything, God has, he's restored me. He's given me my mind. He's given me a great life. He has just filled me with joy and peace and excitement and urgency to reach the backslider and, and the lost alike. But um, he's just doing great works in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but to hear that, hey, you know, your testimony reached some youngster clear in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, and I'm over here in California and they're blessed by it to the extent that, you know, that he let me know, you know, it's humbling. It's really, really humbling. It's like, wow, God, look at you go. Look at what you're doing. Um, you know, I just, when I hung up, I'm just going to keep it real. I, I hung up the phone with, with Jacob McMorris and, um, I, I was all welled up with tears in my eyes. I was really touched in my soul and I was humbled by how good God is, you know? Um, it's just, it's exciting, but anyhow, so let's move on here. And I just want to say, Hey, life tabernacle, uh, all you folks out there that are tuned into the, do I offend you podcast? It is a real honor. It is a privilege and it is my pleasure to have you on board. Lord bless each and every one of you. All right. So moving on, let me just real quick, before we put the call into my sister, I'm going to say something else. I'm fixing to get a little crazy on this podcast today. Okay. And it is my pleasure to do so. Um, but you know, Satan is a liar. He is a con artist to the umph degree. And, um, you know, I heard that yesterday or the day before this blows my mind. Okay. It really blows my mind. But the Pope, the Catholic Pope, you know, the, the human being that deceives the masses into, into thinking that he is the, the either God himself or the right hand man of God. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he put out an announcement, okay, on the world stage uh, to all of those involved in Catholicism. And he says this, all right, he says, you know, if you are unable to physically get to a priest, uh, to confess your sins, I'm going to give you permission since we're in a crisis, a time uh, that we would consider emergency and that you may not be able to get to a priest physically. It's going to be okay for you to ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. <laughs> All right. As if to say, uh, but when we're back to normal, when we, when we resume normal program, okay, you get back to what you know. And I mean, ain't that why the veil was torn so that we could have direct access to the throne of God? Listen, that I'm, you know what? Let me just go a, a step further. If you're involved in Catholicism, if you are a Catholic, you're on your way to hell. That's Bible. And, and you know, I'm not saying that to offend anybody. I'm saying that because I love humanity and I am warning you. You are warned that hell awaits for you as long as you continue in something so demonic and twisted and, and unbiblical as Catholicism is. I mean, it's absolutely astounding to me how anybody could even buy into something that uh, does not allow their lives to be changed unto repentance like the Bible talks about. And there's so many. I don't want to get into it. I'll be here for nine months 
but they got so much going on that's twisted. Uh, it's unbelievable. But I thought, what what audacity the Pope has to say, oh yeah, you can, like as if man could ever forgive sins. Let me just tell you folks that are confessing your sins. The Bible says confess your sins one to another, but that's to, that, that has to do with accountability. It has to do with humility, okay? But you don't do it to say, hey, by the way, I did this the other day and I'm going to need your forgiveness. Can, 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 can you forgive me of my sins? Yeah, go stand on your head till you turn blue and say 19 Hail Marys and all's going to be well with you. You're deceived. If you're involved in Catholicism, ladies and gentlemen, please, I beg you, I warn you, while you have life, while you have, have breath, understand that you are not in anything close to what is the truth of Jesus Christ that will get you to heaven. Woo! I'm sweating bullets. I can't believe I actually went there and said that. But let me just say this. If I had one day left on earth and I was on my way to hell and not even possibly knowing it, all right, blind, deceived, as the Bible says, that a person can be, even self-deceived, all right, much less deceived from some kind of a Episcopal church or whatever the case might be. But I would want somebody to say, hey, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about no beating around the bush, water it down, patty cake bakers, man. I want someone to say, hey, wake up, you know, uh, I heard it preached just, uh, I heard a story preached. I don't know. It's been a, a few months now, but the story went like this. Okay. And there were a couple, a man and a woman. All right. And they are living somewhere in Louisiana. And the only way to get to their house was to cross a, a bridge. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a draw bridge or what, but it was a bridge of sorts that, that, it, that, uh, connected two pathways over a canyon and in the bottom of that canyon was a river or a swamp of sorts filled with alligators and crocodiles and for 22 years they lived in this house and every day they came and went came and went to work back home again to work back home again and one night one evening the the the, the wife the woman of the household uh was coming up toward the bridge on her way home from work the sun had just set and she saw the husband out there okay and he's on the side of the road he's out of his car waving her down he's waving her down and he comes over to, to the driver's side and says honey wait you can't go over the bridge the bridge is out if you you you, you cannot get to the house the bridge is out and you know, she looked him square in the eye and with a with a chuckle and a laugh, nonchalantly, oh, oh, Darren, whatever his name is, we'll call him Darren. Oh, Darren, go get back in the car and follow me home. Quit playing, okay? And she had this attitude and took this stance because every single day for 22 years, she crossed that bridge. It was unthinkable to her that the bridge could be out. She hit the gas pedal and halfway down the bridge in the dark of night went over where the bridge was was out and down in down to her death. All right. And so let me just say, I'm the husband. I'm flapping my arms and jumping up and down and doing all I can with this podcast to say, guess what? 
The bridge is out. Do not continue forward. Stop the car. Save your life. Trust in what I say. Believe it's the truth. The bridge is out. And that's all I can do. It's up to you to believe it or not to believe it. But let me say this once again. And like I said, not to offend anybody, but to warn people. If you're involved in Catholicism, ladies and gentlemen, the bridge is out. The bridge is out. Period. Bottom line. All right. But, you know, stay tuned. Uh, as we continue on this journey into the uh, into the truth of God's word through this podcast. And you know what? Where there's life, there's hope. All right. Where there's life, there's hope. But in the meantime, as recommended, by, <laughs> as recommended by the Pope, I suggest you do ask forgiveness of your sins through Jesus Christ. Because uh, let me say, he's the only one that can forgive you of your sins. He's the only one that could put your life together in a place called repentance. All right. If you're not living a lifestyle of, you know, I'm going to get into all that. Don't let me, let, let, let me slow down, pump the brakes right now. Let me pump the brakes because there's a lot that I could get into. Uh, I'm already all over the map. I'm already way off course, but I got a lot on my chest. So with that being said, um, let's call my sister and check in on her before we jump into the Bible study, which we are on part four of in search of the few. We want to find the few, okay, who, who are uh, those in this darkness that the Bible calls the light of the world, okay? They are the light. They are the salt of the earth. And uh, we're going to track the few down. And uh, we are in part four of that very lesson and and i think we got two parts more to go and then we're gonna rip the blanket off and we're gonna take a look at who the few are where are they where can i find them what do they look like do they look different than us regular people how do they live their lives how do they act how do they talk uh you know what's their relationship with god what do they believe all right obviously they better believe each and everything that the Bible teaches that the Lord talks about in his word that he calls sound doctrine because it takes that that lifestyle of living in sound doctrine to be declared uh, one of the few. All right. Praise God. I'm in that number. I'm blessed. I'm privileged. I am so excited and fired up to be part of that number, especially when I see this world uh, in the in the condition and the place that it's in today, I can say hallelujah, praise God. I know I'm good. I know the bridge ain't out for me. All right, all right. So let's let's see what we can do about getting hold of Rochelle Roberts. Just really quick, we're gonna spend a few minutes talking with her if we can get a hold of her on Messenger. So bear with me. Let's try to put the call through. Amen. All right. Praise God. Real quick, before we call my sister, I'm going to try to get a hold of my mom and dad, Jim and Pam Moran in uh, Colorado. Uh, see if they are home, if they've gonna, if they're going to answer their phone. And uh, then after we talk to them for a few minutes, we'll check in on my sister, Rochelle. All right. We're calling Jim and Pam Moran, my mom and dad in Colorado. We're going to do a coronavirus check-in with them. I know they're hunkered down on quarantine. All right. Let's see if they'll answer their phone. 
this is an interesting part of the segment. I ought to do this more often. All right. Bro, what's going on? Well, we're just hunkered down here in Montrose, Colorado. All right. Well, you know, you're you're live on the air with the Do I Offend You podcast audience doing a coronavirus check-in. All right. Want to let you know. Uh, just so you don't get crazy. I know, I know that, uh, you know, you have a tendency to get crazy. You might say something like, I don't have a shirt on or something. I don't even know. Hallelujah. It's good to see you. You look good, bro. All right. Come on, bro. What's going on? How's everybody? How's my mom? Where's my mom? Are you guys coughing, sneezing, got a fever, anything? No, we're doing very well. Here's mom right now. Mama, what's going on, mom? You want to say something, sister Moran? I said, hello there. We're alive and well. All right. Well, that's good. I hear that uh, Colorado doesn't have it quite as bad as my sister's got it over there in Washington State. Uh, all her kids are sick, but it's not coronavirus. Praise God. The kids are sick? Now nah, they've been coughing. They've been sneezing. Uh, this has been going on for a couple weeks, but it's not coronavirus. It's just they got the flu or whatever. You know, well, that's good. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, praise God for that. There's one case here in Montrose, one confirmed case, right? And for all you young folks out there, this fella is 39 years old and he's quarantined at the time with the coronavirus. So, you young folks need to be very careful and not take advantage of the times of being out when you shouldn't be. And be sure to distance yourself because it attacks the old and the nut and the the young, okay? So we're worried about you, young ones, because you're the future. And uh, you need to protect yourselves as well as us elderly saints that have been through many hardships before. Good word. That's a word from the wise, folks. That's my, my dad. That is a word from the wise. Praise God. You know, they have, uh, they've been talking about on the, on the news about all the youngsters doing spring break. I guess uh, they're not even leaving the uh, beaches. They're out there partying and saying that they don't care if they die, they want to party. But the selfish part is that they're not caring about their grandparents who they might take Corona coronavirus home to. And it's a shame, you know? So good word. It is a shame. Even in New York, the parks are full of people. Governor Cuomo has tried to tell them, please go home and quarantine yourselves or self huddle down and be careful because the young will also be attacked. And it's, and even him, Mr. Cuomo, right. He just doesn't understand why people don't listen. Right. But here's, here's the experience we've had. Those that don't listen and think they're invincible, when they do get something, they're the ones that cry the most. Right. So with that in mind, we need to protect ourselves, young folks, and listen to the authorities. And I know God says to obey the rulers that are over us. And at this time, they're giving good advice, okay? Right. They are. So they're please. giving great advice. Please take care of yourselves. All right. So you and mom are doing okay. You guys are hunkered down. Uh, you got food. You got reserves. You got toilet paper. Got yes, we have toilet paper. God is providing all of our needs, and we're relying on Psalm 91, where it tells us that no pestilence will come nigh our dwelling. 
That's a good word. And also the Bible says, give unto others, right? More blessed to give than to receive. I'm going to, uh, uh, at the end of this uh, uh, little conversation, I'll give you my my uh, address and you could send me a couple rolls of toilet paper. That would be nice. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. All right. And, and also, just since we're on this subject, we just talked to a lady who was, she was kind of stressed over this. And Pam mentioned Psalm 91 which is a beautiful scripture to read during these times. Amen. And let me just read a few verses, not the whole thing. Uh, go ahead, Dad. It says this, that surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Right. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust his trust. His truth shall be thy field, thy shield and buckler. Okay, his truth. And the truth is... He paid for our sicknesses and diseases by the stripes that were laid on his back. Verse 5 says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that waiteth at noonday. Now a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. We need to stand upon that promise in times like this. And only thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, my habitation. Right. There shall no evil befall thee, neither any plague shall come near thy dwelling. Right. Let us all stand on that word during this time, because if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. And this is where we have to exercise faith. All right. Amen. Um, what, are you raising your hand, Sister Pam? Listen, this isn't the Democratic National Party here. Go ahead. Speak. Praise God. I just wanted to say, uh, I just wanted to re remind everyone, too, that uh, we can rely on God's word back in Exodus, where the Lord had uh, instructed the Israelites to cover their doorposts with the blood and this was prior to the plagues attacking Exodus and they were protected and covered in spite of the terrible plagues that attacked uh, Egypt, I mean not Exodus, Egypt. And so we, if as long as we are covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, no plague or pestilence will harm us. So we must stay under the blood. Right. Amen, Amen. for the blood will cleanse us and keep us. And let me say this, and I'll be my closing statement here. All right, praise God. Do not tempt the Lord, okay, thy God. All right? Don't think that because you're young or old that this type of thing will not come near you. All right? As we stand in faith and obey his word, the Bible says none of these diseases shall come upon thee if you will adhere to and believe my statutes and my commands. All right, a lot of people are saying that none of these diseases will come near thee. So the point of that is this, be right with God, be full of the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues, call on him, obey his commandments and his statutes, and none of those diseases that he put upon the Egyptians will come nigh thee. All right, so there's some conditions there obey the lord all right don't try the lord don't tempt him 
but obey him and he shall set you free and keep you from this noisome pestilence. All right. That's a good word. That's a good word. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have my dad on here in the next couple of weeks for uh, an interview. Uh, so you'll get more of what he is full of. And that is the Holy Ghost. That is wisdom. That is truth. And uh, as you've heard right now, talking about instruction, obeying the instruction of the Lord. I don't know if you know it, but last episode, dad, <clears throat> we talked about that part of God's nature, how he is a he is an instructor. And that the Bible, we know we talked a little bit about the acronym of the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth and um, how true that really is, even though it's kind of just a cute saying that we kick around from time to time. It's really the truth. They are the basic instructions before leaving earth. And if you will continue to obey God's instruction to the T and not stray doing your own thing, adding here, twisting there then you are going to be considered one of the few. The few there be that find it, which is, <clears throat> I don't know if you know or not, but we're in a, the middle of a lesson titled In Search of the Few. So what I'm going to do is um, today I'm going to I'm going to hang up on you folks. I'm going to start talking about another part of God's nature, which is that he's a separator. He's an instructor and he's, an, he's a separator. He's been separating things from the beginning in the middle and he will do it in the end. You're wagging your finger at me. That lets me know that you got something to say. Go ahead. Take it away. Have your liberty. Just let me say this. I believe this <clears throat> pandemic is a wake-up call for the church. That we need to get out there into the fields where they are white to harvest our social things. It's not a social club, but it's we're here to get people saved for the rapture of the church. That's our goal. That's why we're here. We're here to win souls. We're not here for a potluck. We need to get back to the first love that Christ was talking about in the book of Revelations that people have lost. Amen. Repent and return to your first love. And that love is for Christ and winning disciples. So we all need to get Jesus. All right. I don't know what happened there. Te we got technical difficulties. It sounds like a horn honking. I don't know what's happening. All right. We love you folks. We'll check back in another time in Jesus name. All right. Well, that was my mom and dad. <laughs> They're doing well. Praise God. Hunkered down, um, studying the word of God. That's what they do. They live their lives for Jesus Christ in truth. And uh, that was an exciting little uh, check in. At least I know that they're doing well. And uh, as I mentioned, my dad will be on next weekend. Uh, for an interview. I want to interview him and pick his brain and get some of his knowledge. Amen. All right. Thank you, folks. And now let's get on with our Bible lesson. All right. So let's put a call into Washington, uh, Washington State here. Uh, we're going to call Whidbey Island. Check on my sister first thing. You know, I, I got coronavirus everywhere. All right. I got to keep tabs on my family. My sister's got I don't know how many kids, four of them, I guess. They've all been sick, but not with coronavirus, as far as I could tell. All right, here we go. Let's call her. I hope this is working. Hello. Hey, good morning to you, sis. What's going on? Huh? What's happening? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, you're live here. You're live on the coronavirus check-in. Uh, with the, do I offend you podcast? All right. What's going on? Let me see that baby. 
I got a cough. You got a cough? Oh my goodness. We better lay hands. Jesus, heal my cough. Oh, Jesus, heal my cough, Lord. Look at these precious babies. I got them on message. Huh? Hey, put your cat away. I don't know what's going on. You're live on TV. She's no, live on TV. I've got her on messenger, folks. It ain't really TV. It's messenger. Oh, my goodness. So what's going on? Your kids are all coughing. You're all sick, but we know it ain't coronavirus. You got the blood of Jesus over you. So if you do get coronavirus, you're going to shake it off like it was the sniffles and carry on with your day, right? Right. All right. This is a great segment of the podcast. I've never done this before. Just calling around to some family members, checking in, making sure you're all right, making sure mom's all right, and uh, all my, uh, you know, everybody else. So, but God's been good. Has God been good to you? Good all the time, even COVID-19. That's it. All right. <laughs> and especially, he's, he's especially good in these dark times, these uncertain hours that we got going on. So how's church been for you? Were you able to uh, tune in to Pastor Walker's message last night by chance? No, I wasn't last night, but it's on my list of um, churches to attend today. That's, so that's right. That's the, right. Yeah, we talked about that. That's been the awesome part. Right. Is, you know, everybody's worried church doors closing and, um, you know, people didn't really know how to act, not being able to, to get with their church families and worship and, you know, what was going to happen to church and worship. And I've seen more church yesterday than I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, it's I'm nice. Go to like 10 services. <laughs> Ain't that nice? Uh, everybody, yeah. you get to tune in. I'm going to ask my pastor if he'll continue to do that, uh, even when church fires back up. You know, I don't know how he feels about that, you know, and I know we're doing it because of the emergency purposes, everyone's staying at home. But it's really awesome to be able to go to Facebook Live and type in, you know, what what's the name of your church? Uh, Mount Vernon Pentecostal. Mount Vernon Pentecostal. You can do uh, Life Tabernacle there at uh, Brother Spells Church in Baton Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, you could type in um, uh, Second Chance Church here in Ukiah. Just this is awesome. And you're right Field there listening. You know. Now don't get it wrong. I, I you know my my tennis shoes miss running those aisles. You know, I, I, there ain't no doubt about that and hugging and loving on everybody and, and, and hitting that altar, diving in head first. But you know what? It's really nice to be able to get a bar, a little bar of everybody else's services in the movement, you know? So it, uh, it's been a blessing. It's, it's, it's one of the, the bright spots in this dark time. Anyhow, listen, I'm going to cut you off because, uh, you know, I got to continue to move on. But um, just wanted to check in with you, tell you that we love you. We're praying for you. I know, like you said, all your kids have been coughing and sneezing and stuff. But well, how do you know you ain't got coronavirus? Do you feel the need to get tested or anything or what? Because uh, I got the blood of Jesus on me. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go with that, okay, because there's nothing better to go with. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, I'm all excited. Okay, I got to hurry up, man. I got to get this podcast out. I got people waiting on me. Uh, you know, we're back to getting fired up here uh, after the devil tried to shut me down. And you know, a devil's a liar. You know that he's just a liar. I mean, hey, I can't think of a better time to talk about the light of Jesus than when it's dark. 
All right. So who am I to say we're shut down for three weeks, right? I didn't, what I didn't mention to the audience is the confirmation I got, which was the day after the Lord dealt with me on it. You called me up and what'd you say? I said, God said you need to turn that mic back on. That's right. <laughs> you said also, you said we, more Jesus, not we, less Jesus. We need more Jesus right now, not less Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. All right. Well, it's good seeing you, sis. I will talk to you later. I love you so much. And um, and um, we'll have to do this again. This is a, a unique little portion of the segment here. Calling and checking in live with my sister, Rochelle Roberts. Ladies and gentlemen, Rochelle Roberts. Say goodnight to him. Good night. Lord bless. Lord bless you. Praise God. I thank God for my sister. Hey, it's been a joy watching her grow in the Lord. She has been living for, for God inside, out, upside down for Jesus, heart and soul for almost a year now. And it's exciting to see what God does with a person's life uh, after they are baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is just really something. I would call my mom right now, but she works uh, for the Bank of Stockton. I know she's at work or, uh, yeah, it's nine o'clock. She's at work. So uh, we're going to have to catch her another time, but she's another one that excites me. Mom, I love you so much. Bless your heart. Uh, she is a soul winner from way back, um, and, and, and her life is just, it's a blessing to me. Uh, these ladies are such a blessing to my soul. Uh, speaking of Pastor Walker, just got off the phone with my pastor a few minutes ago, uh, just checking in with him, make sure everything is uh, okay. Uh, it's as good as can be expected. And, um, uh, it looks to me like, um, he's going to, uh, in fact, this is what he told me. He's going to continue the Facebook live. Hallelujah for that. So when we get back to jumping and shouting and getting excited over Jesus Christ and all of heaven, uh, you know, we're going to be able to, if you can't make it to church for whatever reason, if you live far away, if you're just a backslider and you ain't got, you're not there yet, you're ready to come and, and give your life to God. You can always get a word from heaven. You can always get a great uh, piece of preaching that's in sound doctrine. That is the absolute unadulterated truth that will save your soul through Pastor Walker. Just go to Facebook Live, type in Second Chance Church. Uh, right now, he's streaming uh, see, 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings, 6.30 p.m. Sunday night, and 7 o'clock. Uh, it's either 7 or 7.30 on Wednesday night. Um, but I encourage everyone to uh, tune in. Last night, and you can uh, go click on uh, Facebook Live Second Chance Church and listen to last night's message. If you're a backslider especially, um, he really hit a home run clear out of the park for the backslider last night, which everyone knows by now that is a real soft spot in my heart. Um, for the backslider, I, I've always, uh, since coming back to the Lord myself, had a real burden uh, for the backslider. So I praise God for that message last night. It was really good. It was deep. So uh, if you get a chance, go to Facebook Live, tune in to last night's 
service it's started at 6 30 as it will start at 6 30 next sunday night so um praise god well we're in the middle of this coronavirus meltdown all right uh people panicking people are losing their minds but i can assure you that if you are part of the true church the 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 true body of christ um that is not the case and it's a good feeling it's a solid feeling uh full of hope um, okay, so we're going to jump right in to uh, this segment where we are on lesson four, uh, a, a look at God. We are looking at God. I'm going to just give you a real quick recap. Uh, our, 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 our Bible lesson is in search of the few. <laughs> um, hey, keeping it live, keeping it raw, keeping it real. You know, I get excited. I get to stumbling over my words once in a while, but thank God for each and every one of you that you have decided to join me uh, on this podcast. It's It's been a real ride so far. 25 episodes now. All right. We are 25 episodes in. It's quite the milestone. And, um, you know, a lot of good feedback. I want to say glory to Jesus Christ. All the glory goes to him. But uh, thank you once again, folks, for your encouraging comments. Uh, you can also go. I just found this out. This is how far behind uh, the curve I am. When it comes to technology and this, this, these podcasts and things, I just found out uh, week uh, middle of last week that there's a ratings and review uh, place, and there's some people have been commenting from my church. And, and uh, Sister Carissa, thank you so much for your comments. That really humbled me. It really blessed my soul. But uh, there's a place if you want to leave a comment. It don't matter. It can be constructive criticism. Uh, I will be reading those from now on. So uh, thank you so much for those of you who are leaving your comments on the ratings and review portion of the podcast. Amen and hallelujah. All right. Just a quick recap. We are in search of the few that the Bible calls the few. Few there be that find it. All right. I want to know who those few are. You know, uh, we have so far looked at the darkness. The Bible says that they have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. What the darkness was. What is that darkness? It's the system of Satan upon this earth today that people live in each and every day. Uh, it's the system of entertainment and gambling and just the whole lifestyle that a person lives outside the body of Jesus Christ. A person who is on their way to hell. Uh, they are caught up in the things of this world where the Bible says that if you be friends of this world, don't you know your enemies of God? And we're going to get into that next episode. We're going to look at what it means to be spotted by this world, uh, what it means to be a part of that. We looked at hell. All right. Uh, 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 just to recap, we talked about hell and some of the properties of the darkness in hell, the flame that is never quenched, the worm that never dies. Uh, and then the uh, last episode, the last lesson, which was number three, we started looking at God because to find the few, I want to look at God. I want to know what he says about how to be saved. I want to know what his word tells me uh, that is considered sound doctrine, not false doctrine. All right. Don't get me all fired up about Joyce Myers and all these, these flakes, these nut jobs, Joel Olstein uh, and the stuff that they're doing. It's absolutely mind boggling. They're false prophets. 
All right. They're out to get your money. They don't care about where you spend eternity. And they themselves have got a nice hot bed made for them in the pit of hell if they don't repent. Okay. God could forgive them if they bow the knee in repentance, even. Uh, you know, and, and it's a shame that they don't because they've got the platform, they've got the audience. You know, wouldn't it be something if Joel Osteen got baptized in Jesus' name and come to a humble place of repentance, got the Holy Ghost, and then turned it all around? I, that that would be something. I'll tell you what. But as it stands right now, listen, don't tune into what they're talking about. It's rhetoric. It's foolishness. It's they're out to get your money. All right, we're talking truth here. Uh, we looked at God and we talked about him being an instructor. We talked about his instruction. Okay. And, 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 and I know I was a little redundant. It might've seemed like that in talking about that, just as I'm going to be today talking about him being a separator. Okay. He's an instructor. And uh, it seems like I was really uh, hammering the point home, trying to put this into your spirit. The truth of the matter is, I only covered very few verses of scripture and passage in the Bible that talk about God's instruction, uh, how he gives instruction to the precise detail. He gives instruction in each and everything concerning God. Uh, what he, we looked at, what he thinks about his instruction and, you know, uh, while it seemed like I was being redundant, the truth of the matter is that is that I really wasn't. Um, we, we'd still be here today if I was going through every verse that there is concerning instruction. That's how important it is. Okay, just like if you were to go get instructed on how to fly an airplane or drive a diesel truck or do anything that we do in this life. Uh, you go to the school or the training and, 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 and they never hand it over to you in a suggestive manner. And I can tell you God's commandment, his word, his precepts, his law, his instruction, it's all one in the same. And there's nothing ever suggestive about it. He never says, well, you know, Noah, here's how I'd like the ark to be built. But if you see fit to do something different than what I'm instructing you to do, have at it, it's still going to work. No, 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 no. The Bible says there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Okay. What is that way that seems right unto a man? That way is any way that is not God's way. If it's not God's way, if it's twisted a little bit, if you're shaving a little bit off the end, adding a little bit to the beginning, guess what? It's your own way. And you're essentially saying in your heart, God, I know better about how to get to heaven than you. I, even though you bled and died and you are the plan of salvation, I know better than you about what I should do or how I should dress or how I should live. Uh, you know, it all sounds good, Lord. I appreciate your instructions, but I'm going to go ahead and do it my way. If you're one of those people, guess what? The bridge is out for you. All right. The bridge is out for you. Let me read this real quick, Ben. This is uh, reading my Proverbs today, reading some of the Proverbs today. I'm, I'm going to read this real quick. Okay. It says this. Uh, this is Proverbs chapter four, verse 18. And, and this is for free. I'm just going to throw this in there. It says, but the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The day of the wicked, though, excuse me, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son attend 
to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Okay, that's instruction. His word, his sayings, his law, his commands. It's all instruction. Okay, and it's precise. It's it's definitive. It's absolute. And there is no other way. It says this. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Talking about his instruction. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Let, let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left hand. Remove thy foot from evil. Down on chapter five, real quick. Uh, man, I love God's word. Woo! Glory, saturate me. Permeate this word all throughout my bones. All right, here we are. Chapter five. My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell, lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth." Do not depart from the words of my mouth. Okay. And let me just say, hold on. Let, let me, let me say something real quick. I want to interject before I continue. You know, I talked a little bit about Catholicism a minute ago about what the Pope said. And, you know, I'm an expert in lying. Okay. As shameful as that might be, I'm telling you what, I was deep off into being a con artist. Okay. Being a manipulator. And I was good at it. Okay. Uh, if there is such a thing. All right. You know, two things happen for certain when a person is deceived. The first thing is, and I've talked about this before, automatically, as soon as they're sold the lie and they bite into it and they come to a place where they believe it, their common sense, their God-given reasoning, their logic is completely disarmed. It's, 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 it's short-circuited. And they don't have what it takes to reason their way out of that lie. They've bought into it. They don't have common sense in regards to what it might take to reason themselves into the truth from the lie they just bit into. Second thing that happens, all right, and I, I, I and this is always this is fascinating to me, but pride is so disgusting. It's so evil. It's so subtle. It can really entrench itself into a person uh, in their attitude and in their psyche without them even knowing it. I mean, this is the sin that got Satan booted out of heaven was pride. Let me tell you what pride does. So you go to a person who is bit into false doctrine. They're sold on something that is not the truth. Um, and, and, and let me tell you something. God's word is so understandable. And it's not, you know, they try to make it a puzzle and try to make it all complex. It's not. 
he says in plain English what he means. He means what he says, and that's just what it is. Uh, but what happens is man wanting to live a life with no accountability unto the things of God because they want to please the flesh. They take what is said and they twist it so that, you know, they're turning the Bible into a ball of Play-Doh where they mold it and shape it into something that fits their lifestyle instead of having their lifestyle line up with the word of God in truth and holiness, where you can reap the benefits of being saved, having peace, having joy that's unspeakable. Oh, man, I'm getting fired up. I'm telling you what, God's word is so good. But let me tell you what happens. Second thing that happens when a person is deceived or they, they, they've bought into a lie is that when you bring forth the truth and present it to them as plain as putting on a plate, the one thing that happens almost always um, is that pride causes them to, whether they can see it, that they've, that they've been deceived or not, pride will cause them to argue and fight and defend the lie that they've been living in. Almost never uh, can a person say, wow, you know what? I really do care about my family's uh, etern eternity. I care about my soul enough to where I can see this is the truth. I've bought into a lie. Let me step off the path I've been walking on and get into sound doctrine because I want to go to heaven. That almost never happens. It really takes an act of God. And if you tuned into my interview with Chris Lawrence a couple of weeks back, he's one of the few that I know that the church he was in that was absolutely on the right road at one time, got a little cold, got a little lethargic, got a little sideways in, in how they were worshiping God and how they were uh, you know, co compromising with the things of this world. And the Lord allowed Chris Lawrence to forsake any pride. He's a humble man. And that humility saved his soul. It saved his family's souls. Uh, he was able to say, hey, wait a minute. I do need to step off. I do need to make changes. Even though I've been a part of this church uh, for so many years, I love the people here. And that, that, overall and essentially is what happens to most people. Uh, they're involved in, let's say, a Baptist church or whatever church that that might be, uh, you know, of false doctrine. Um, and what happens is they, they're like, well, hey, I've been here all these years. I'm part of the choir. Uh, I'm comfortable here. And I don't really see the need to change. And even if they're confronted with the truth, you'll see them fight and argue over it. Um, the Trinity is the one thing. Uh, when I see, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but that's okay because I'm just going to follow the will of the Lord that's pressed upon my heart right now. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm blown away when I look with common sense, not anything I've been taught, told, or instructed in, but when I just read the Bible unbiased and I, I look at things with just common sense, what God says, it blows my mind that a person can take a scripture, okay, one scripture that's, that, that, that where Jesus says, go about and baptize men in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost, all right? And so I think to myself, when I hear people baptizing and they're saying those words in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, they're baptizing in titles. Those aren't even names. But my common sense would say, well, what is the name? of the father. And what is the name of the son? What is the name of the Holy ghost? Cause I got to find out that name and baptize in that name. 
That's what Jesus is instructing. If I told you to go buy a car in my name, you're going to bring back the title. I'm going to look at it. It ain't going to say my name, right? Because your common sense already tells you that my name is Carl Britt. All right. I am a father. When I got my kids around me, I'm in the role of a father. All right. When I got my mom around me, I'm in the role of a son. And when I'm at work driving my truck, I'm an employee. I'm all of that. All right. But I'm still just me, Carl Britt. All right. We're going to find out when we look at the next episode of this podcast, we're going to look at uh, the oneness. God is one God. His name is Jesus. It's spelled out clearly. But uh, you'll take a person and you'll, you know, that's been baptizing in the titles and, 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 and just straight putting an X through the name of Jesus. God forbid, have mercy, Lord. And, and baptize, um, and excuse me, sorry about that folks and baptize in the titles, uh, when all through scripture, um, starting on the day of Pentecost, everyone was baptized in the name of Jesus. All right. And, 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 and if anything, that, that passage, that scripture that says where Jesus says, go, go forth, baptizing everyone in the name of the father and in the name of the son and in the name of the Holy ghost. That serves to declare that Jesus Christ, who is the name of the Father, who is the name of the Son, who is the name of the Holy Ghost, if anything, that passage serves to declare that he is all three of those. All right? Now, if you want to get all twisted up and discombobulated, hey, he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's all of this. He's all of that. He's everything. He's all in all. And how can he be all of that and only be one God? All right. Such is the mystery. But uh, we're going to look at that in our next episode. Anyhow, it blows my mind. And that's the one thing that biting into a lie does. First and foremost, it causes a person to lose all their God-given common sense. The second thing that it does is it causes them to buck the system when truth is delivered to them. And, 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 and sometimes, you know what, maybe there are people that are completely just deceived and, 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 and got a veil over their eyes and they can't see with common sense, the truth of God's word. And, but I know a good portion of people that, uh, whether they recognize it or not are going to stand up and fight and buck the system and go down with the ship. Okay. The bridge is out. Don't move forward. Get out of your car. Live another day. The bridge is out. All right. Let me read one more. Let me let me read this real quick. Okay. Where it says we, I'm just recapping here um, on seeing that God is an instructor. Okay. He's the instructor. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving this earth. Don't try to leave earth without uh, listening to and obeying and living by God's instruction. Okay, because man's instruction is not going to get it. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Don't go down there. For the commandment is a lamp. Okay, the commandment, the word, the instruction. It says, for the commandment is a lamp and a and the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Reprove me. If I've got things, if I'm trying to cancel the podcast for three weeks because of coronavirus, smack me up the back of my neck with your staff and your rod, Lord. Reprove me in the way of instruction. Why? Because 
The reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Keep me on the path of righteousness. Let me follow. I don't want to set my foot, like he says, turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Because if your foot gets off the path of righteousness, it's already in a place of evil. Hands down. There's black and white. There's good and bad. There's saved and unsaved. It's cut and dry. Nothing more to it. My son, this is chapter 7 of Proverbs, verse 1. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live, and my law as the apple of thine eye. Woo, your law is the apple of my eye. Please instruct me, Lord. Anyhow, so we looked at the darkness that they were called out of, Satan's system on this earth. We looked at hell, what we're being saved from. Okay, and and we're also going to look at heaven, what we're being saved to. All right. Uh, In in another uh, episode, we looked at God being the instructor. Today, we're going to look at another part of God's nature, a part of his character that is just absolutely fascinating to me. But God is a is excuse me, bit my own tongue while I was trying to say that. God have mercy. Okay, I'm getting all fired up here, folks. I get excited about the things of God. You know my life. You know where I've been. All right. How could God take a filthy, rotten, no good wretch like me and put me in a place where I'm at today? Only Jesus can do that. All right. Only Jesus Jesus can have a liar. All right. A bona fide chronic liar. Sit down and tell the truth every time he opens his out, opens his mouth without a second thought. Okay, uh, not no, no embellishing, no exaggerating, just being honest. It's a good feeling, and only God can do that. All glory to Jesus Christ. I want to look at Jesus being a separator today. God is a separator. It's part of who he is. He's done it from the beginning of God's word. <clears throat> In fact, it's actually, I'm not even going to read this part, but uh, <clears throat> in the book of Genesis, I mean, chapter 1, he started off separating. All right. He separated the night from the day. He separated the land from this from the sea. Okay. He he's he's been separating. Uh in the middle of God's word, we find that he separates his people from a way of life and other people. Uh we I mean I mean we're gonna go on and on and on here. I'm I'm running out of time on this segment. I'm gonna have to push the button. But Um, God has been separating from the beginning and in the end, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. The Bible says, okay, he's going to gather all nations before himself and he's going to separate those who are ungodly are going to go to the left, like goats. Those that are godly and full of the Holy ghost are going to go to the right hand. He's going to separate them. The wheat from the tares, the Bible says, will be separated at the end and all through scripture. It's amazing. I'm My mind is boggled <clears throat> at just my brief study and it just took a quick overview, a couple hours worth of looking into. And you find that God, it's actually a part of who he is. He separates things. Okay. And so the few <clears throat> that he is titled the few. He has separated them, all right? And we already know what separates them from the rest of the world. It's holiness, okay? And being filled with the Holy Ghost and adhering 
to a T to the letter of the law, the instruction given forth in God's word. And that what and that is what separates them from everyone else. And it, it causes them to be labeled by God's word as the few. Okay, <clears throat> let me jump right in here. I won't be much longer, folks. Okay, I'm not concerned about that anymore. All right, we're all home. We got nothing to do but listen to these podcasts, praise God. And uh, we will get a good blessing in our souls from this lesson today where we're going to look at God. Uh, <clears throat> this, is, this is part four of In Search of the Few. The title of this lesson is A Look at God. We're going to look at his nature. We started that last episode where we saw he is an instructor. It's part of who he is. And he's an and he is a separator. That's also part of who he is. All right. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Numbers chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 3. Uh, let me tell you, this word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I am in Numbers. I'm going to start in chapter 6. Okay, this is a great part of God's separation. Watch this now. Uh, let me start. This is the, the vow of the Nazarite. We're not going to go too far into what that vow is, but it's one of the few places where you see holiness mentioned in the same uh, verse or passage of scripture where he talks about separation. Okay. Because it is essentially, and we've talked about it before. We're going to really drive it home in, uh, as part of our next episode, uh, that holiness is what separates. It's the, it's the fence that God uses to separate. Now watch this. So the, the, the we know that Samuel born to his mother, Hannah, uh, the prophet Samuel, you can read that in uh, Samuel chapter in Samuel first Samuel chapter one about him being a Nazarite. And also we know that Samson, okay. Uh, who uh, he was also a Nazarite under a vow, a specific vow, uh, set the, a vow of separation. They did it so they could be separated unto God in holiness. Now watch this. It says, uh, let me start at verse one, chapter six, verse one in numbers. It says, and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, when either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes nor eat moist grapes or dried. And he goes on to talk about them being separate, uh, separate from um, any type. I mean, it's, it's a lifestyle around him, obviously, that's included with uh, drinking wine and drinking strong drink. And he says, separate, come out from that. Don't be a part of that. You're going to separate yourself through my instructions and you're going to be separate from that. And you're going to be unto me holy. And, and I'm dropping down to verse eight here. Um, and it says this. I'm sorry I'm going a little bit fast, folks. I got a lot to cover. I'm trying to do this in the next 20 minutes. OK, so please bear with me and thank you. It says this, all the ways of his separation, excuse me, all the days of his separation, he is holy unto the Lord. All the days of his separation, he is holy unto the Lord. Okay, so remember that he is holy unto the Lord as he has separated himself from a lifestyle that's going on around him. Okay, let's go over to Ezra in, in, in the book of Ezra. Excuse me, Ezra chapter 10. Okay, and we're going to go to um, verse 11, okay? 
And this is the children of Israel. You know, they're the children of Israel always were supposed to be separated from the strange people in the strange lands. They came out of Egypt and, and God didn't want them to have any strange wives of other um, creeds or nationalities. They were to stay within their own parameters as a nation. Okay. Holy unto God separated. Uh, and, and here he says, um, let's, let's start here in 10 verse 11. It says, now, therefore, make confession. This is Ezra talking to the people on behalf of God. He says, now, therefore, make confession unto the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. So here we see again that um, unlike God separating a thing from a thing, all right. Light from darkness, for instance, or the land from the sea. He's separating peoples from a way of life. He's separating peoples from other peoples. Okay. He's calling them to be separate. He says, now, therefore, make confession. Confess. Let's confess. Let's let's get it out. All right. Uh, that we've went out and married strange women. And he says, make confession unto the Lord God of your fathers and do his pleasure and separate yourselves. What is God's pleasure? That you separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. All right. That separation, we're going to look at it here. It's going to go deeper than all of that. I can tell you that right now. But it just gives you a uh, clear view of the plain English in God's word that um, you can identify with his his um, nature, his character, his demeanor. He is a separator. Okay. Let's go over to... Now, let me see here. Let's start here. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Okay. I know I'm a little unorganized. I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but praise God. In the end, I'm going to tie some strings together. Okay. I got a point to make. Uh, believe me. <laughs> In Jesus' name, right? So Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Watch this now. Oh, man, this is great. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you. And when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. Okay. Watch this. This separation is multifaceted. It's, it goes on both sides of the line. So you have God instructing a Holy ghost filled believer who is labeled as the few to follow his instructions in being separate from the things of this world. The Bible says, if ye be friends of this world, you're enemies of God. Okay. And so, um, you have here a clear picture of the world. Those that live according to the darkness of this world who run with Satan in his system. Um, and, and you know, it goes back to what I was saying in a previous episode where if the world doesn't know you're a Christian, you're probably not. God refers to us Christians as a light in darkness. Think about the contrast. You're in a darkened room, completely black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Someone strikes a match. Wow. There's light. Look at the difference. So much so that the darkness notices the light, doesn't want to be a part of it, doesn't want them to be a part of their lifestyle. And it says, blessed are ye. Wow. Think about that. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook and this other stuff where you get all these likes, 
you know, instead of crying and boohooing around and woe is me and, and, and the world doesn't want me and this and that. Hey, you're blessed, the Bible says. When they take notice notice of you in your separation from their from the way they live, from where they go, from how they dress, from how they talk, from the drugs they use and the wines and the and the, and the alcohol that they drink and the lifestyle that they live and the things they take pleasure in, you're separated from that to the point where God says you're blessed because they notice that. And look what happens when the world notices. It says, "Blessed are ye when men shall hate you." Well, they must recognize you're different. All right. In order to hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you, right? Mock you, make fun of you, call you names, whatever it is. And they cast your name out as evil. Okay. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. You fall under one of the woes of God and you're in as much danger as you could possibly ever be. Okay. Real quick. This isn't part of my notes, but let me just go over here to, to John. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let, let's go to John chapter 15 real quick. Jump right over there with me. It's just the next book up. Okay. Watch this now. This is John chapter. I hope it's chapter 15. I don't want no problems here. Guide me and lead me, Lord. I need you. Here we are. Amen and amen. Chapter 15 of John. Now watch this. Okay. He says, uh, these things, I. this is verse 17. These things I command you. I instruct you. Hey, you know what? It's funny to me that um, God's instruction has nothing to do with a suggestion. It's not suggestive in any manner. It's precise. It's definitive. It's absolute. It's his way or the highway. Okay. He commands when he instructs, he expects you to follow it to the T. He tells the children of Israel to go into a foreign land and kill men, women, children, and animals. They come out there with some of the uh, women. Guess what? They're going to get their heads knocked off. All right. Because they didn't follow instructions. They did what they thought was best. Okay. Even though it wasn't God instructions. All right. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the ways thereof are the uh, ways of death. All right. So watch this now. This is fascinating. This is Jesus before he goes back to the father. Uh, before he's crucified even, and he's telling his disciples, okay, about uh, a lot to do with the church that, that is going to be started when the Holy Ghost comes down on the day of Pentecost, okay, when Jesus started the true church. Watch what he says here. He says, these things I command you that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of this world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. He already knew he was going to set up a church with a system of holiness and separation that would cause the world to hate his church because we're not greater than our master, right? And they plucked his beard out and nailed him to a cross. They hated God. All right, it says this, watch. Let me jump down here a little bit to 21. It says, but all of these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They don't know the love of God. They don't know the father. They don't know the name of Jesus Christ. And therefore they're going to persecute. Okay. And, and let me just say this. Um, this is part of the separation. Okay. And, and, and he goes on in another passage, even, um, Hold on a second. I'm all lost. I'm all discombobulated. Let me make sure I'm on the right. Yeah. And so 
um, you know, Jesus knew that he was designing a church that the world would persecute, that they would hate, that there would be separation, not only from his commands to his church and how they should live apart from this world, but there would also be separation in the hearts of the ungodly to where when they see you full of the Holy Ghost and that you're completely different than they are as much as a light is in the darkness, uh, that they would want to separate you. Okay, go to Jude with me. Jude 19, it's the last book. In case you don't know, there's only one chapter in Jude. It's right before the book of Revelation. I want to go to verse 19 and watch what it says here. This is just amazing to me, man, how the separate. God's deep. God is exciting. There's. It's so wonderful. This is the bread of life. I'm eating on it. I'm, I'm eating the bread of life. I, I love it. I love the word of God. I'm telling you what, it's exciting. Uh, and so watch this. Let me back up here to verse 16. It says, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts and their own mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage, but beloved, okay, the, the beloved, the same as the blessed, okay, blessed are they, all right, but beloved. Remember ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. They separate themselves by their way of life. They don't want you in their house and we don't want them in our house. Okay. Uh, uh, and when I say that we love the sinner, God's taught us to pray even for our enemies, to bless those who despitefully use us and, and bless those who curse you pray for those who despitefully use you. And, and we're after souls. We want to be a light in a time of darkness. We want to be stability in a time where the earth is shaking and, and, and save sinners and backsliders from the fate of an eternal flame of fire. We love people and souls because we have the mind of Christ in us, which was all the mind that was in Christ. Let it also be in you. See the sinner as he seen him. And it must have broke God's heart. That's why there's a sense of urgency here um, on behalf of the Holy Ghost filled church, the true body of Christ to reach out to the lost. Now we hate the sin, but we love the sinner. Same as God did, okay? And I'm I'm, I'm almost done here. Let me, um, I'm closing up real quick. All right, I got 10 minutes. I don't want to get too untruthful. And I do have about 10 minutes before the clicker runs out. I want to go over to, uh, in fact, let me just go to Matthew chapter 25, verse 32. Okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, Okay. And we're going to start here, Matthew 25. And so just, just to go, just to show you the separation um, again of God. Let's start here in verse 32. So Matthew 25, 32 says this, and I read in your hearing. It says 25, 32, not 26, 32, in case I did say that. It says this, and before him shall be gathered all nations. Okay, before this is this is judgment day. This is the day of the Lord. This is when all peoples are gathered before him. Watch this. So we know he started separating in the book of Genesis. He's been separating all through and through the word of God and clear into the last day in judgment day. He says, and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another 
as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. So we find him separating even to the end. And the Bible says we know that the angel will put his sickle into the very church of God and separate the tares from the wheat. Okay, so God is a separator. All right, let's go over to Romans chapter one. I'm almost done. All right, Romans chapter one, verse one. All right, Romans 1, 1 says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. He is separated unto the gospel of God, okay? Let me go real quick over to, and listen, there is a, there's a long list here of verses that I could go into, but for the sake of time, I've only picked out, in fact, let me just go ahead and read a couple more of these because they're so good. They really are building on the foundation, okay, which when I'm done here, the foundation will be completed for this Bible lesson, all right, which is simply this. Uh, well, there's four parts really that should be remembered or noted, okay? You can note this, that we should trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, and also that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end, uh, the end thereof are the ways of death. Those two things should be noted. And then the character of God that we've looked at, that he's an instructor and he's a separator. And when I'm done here, that will be the foundation on which we continue to build uh, where the crescendo, where the cherry on top, the star on top, of the Christmas tree is pulling off the blanket and revealing who the few are. All right. So let's go over here real quick. If you have your Bibles, go to second Corinthians six 17 and allow me to read this. Yeah. Six 17. And it says this, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. This is a call by God to the few to come out from amongst them and be ye separate, be separate, separate yourselves. And uh, when we go on into the next lesson, um, we're going to take a look at a little bit closer at the holiness that separate. In fact, let me just read this real quick while I'm at it too. Bear with me folks. Okay. Watch this now. This is in, uh, let's see here. All right, hold on a second. This is Second Peter. Uh, okay, yeah. Let me see. Maybe it's First Peter. Okay, this is not part of my notes. That's why I'm fumbling and stumbling over here. Okay, watch this now. This is First uh, Peter chapter two, verse nine. It says this: "But ye are speaking of the few." We're familiar with this verse. We've read it a few times here. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You're a peculiar people. You're strange. You're separated. You're light in the darkness. Therefore, the darkness wants you separated from them as well. Unless there's some that have the... Uh, the, the love of their own souls and, and their care for eternity to come to that place of hope that 
is being extended from the few by way of light into the darkness. It says uh, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Man, that's a beautiful piece of scripture right there. All right. So in looking at God being the separator that he is, okay, we see that he's just, he's separating all kinds of stuff. He's separating people from people, people from uh, the, from a way of life. Uh, he separates the land from the ocean and the light from the darkness. And so this is something that we want to make note of. It's going to be extremely important as we move forward to understand first two things about man. Number one, he should not lean to his own understanding, but with all his heart, he needs to trust in the Lord. Second of all, we need to know about the way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And then also we need to make note of the two uh, the, the, the two parts of God's nature that we have looked at, which is that he is an instructor and that he is a separator. All right. Now, with that being said, let me close this out. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, while I'm thinking about it, let's continue to uphold in prayer. Jim Dillon out of Fresno, Pastor Lackey's Church, Truth Tabernacle. Uh, I understand that the bypass did go well and he is recovering and coming along nicely. And that is because he has the hand of the Lord upon him. All right. So praise God for that. All right. Remind everybody really quick that go to Kingdom Minded Podcast. Listen to Brother Jacob uh, Jacob McMorris and his testimony and also the testimony prior to that. Um, you know, I'm just going to say it that um, her name is Selena. She's very special and dear to Brother Ray Munoz, who runs the Kingdom Minded Podcast. She gave uh, her testimony which he's doing a series called My Story. It's probably one of the bravest and most intriguing testimonies I've ever heard in my life. And I recommend that you do go there and uh, check it out on Kingdom Minded Podcast. And also uh, remember to tune in on Facebook Live, uh, Second Chance Church. And if you're a backslider, please, I encourage you, you could do it in the safety and security and privacy of your own home. Look at last night's message, uh, How God Gives a Second Chance is the title of it. And it was last night's. It was dedicated to the backslider, which you all know I have a soft spot in my heart for the backslider, especially as you see time drawing near. All right. This coronavirus, the Bible says there will be pestilence in the last days. It's part of the end time signs. This thing's getting ready to wrap up. I implore you. I beg you, please. Turn back to God. He's got everything for you. He's got healing under his wings. Man, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so I'm going to leave us with the word of the week, okay? I'm going to talk about separation. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4, verse 3. It says this, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves 
your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal bodies. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters, you of the Holy Ghost, you that are part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, uh, whose life in you is manifested by way of light into a darkened world. Continue to let your light shine. See what you can do for your neighbors. Uh, you know, let's really uh, do our best to continue to uh, uphold the name of Jesus as a beacon of light and hope in a world of uncertainty and darkness. And, um, you know, just do what we can. It's uh, it's really something being in that number, being part of the few, being separated unto God through holiness and full of the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I'm really excited about the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. My dad is going to come along with us and we're going to talk about what God says in his word separates himself from all other gods, all the other carved images and all the other gods, the sun God and all these other gods that are worshipped by you know, false gods worshipped by false doctrines. Uh, I mean, by false prophets and preached through by way of false doctrine. God separates himself, and I'm not going to give it away, but we're going to talk about that next week. Be prepared. We have a two-hour lesson coming, uh, and then we'll have one more lesson that's going to be almost two hours when we reveal the few, okay? Um, Lord bless each and every person out there. May God be with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, that's the Bible, and that's the truth.